thank the gods, it's over. We will never have to watch another bad Marvel property ever again. Probably. No, you promised. Yeah, I mean, most of them going forward should be pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Listen, lady. Well, you, see, you've you've tempered my excitement already. No, it's it's too late. You had aliens, and time travel, and ancient magic, and alternate dimensions. What more could you want? Story, plot, acting. A cameo from decent an, pace. You got a cameo from another canceled TV show. Kids who actually talk and think like kids and not idiots to serve the story. Serve the story. Now that's that's a joke right there. <laughs> All right. I'm Stacy. I'm Jay. And this is Marvel Movie Night. So this week for Marvel Movie Night, we watched so that you don't have to season three of The Runaways. I hope for your sake you didn't. Me too. That was too much for one week. And it cost money. And it cost money. What the? Years mm. uh, Yeah. So this is a Hulu TV show that all dropped all all of the episodes, all ten of them, dropped on the thirteenth. The 13th of December, 2019. It's a Hulu show, and yet we had to purchase it. Actually, I accidentally purchased one season on iTunes and another season on Amazon. But I figured once I hit the pay button, and I was like, oh, wait. It didn't fucking matter because we're never watching this again. No. And neither will our kids. So it's fine. That's 60 bucks. Down the toilet. Yeah, this is one that Disney's not working too hard to pull to uh, Disney+. Plus. The thing that ticks me off, though, is the first season, I'm like, ooh, potential. Yeah. Actually, I take it back. It was like the first, like, four or five episodes, I was like, ooh, potential. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so new shows need time to mature and find their voice. Actors need to get comfortable with each other. It'll get better. It didn't. It, it got worse as time went on. Here's the thing. The kids were good actors. Yeah. We'll probably see them again at some point. The the writers. I you know, all of respect to creative people, I like to think I am one. And that's maybe why I'm a little bit harder on them because they just are not bringing their best. It's it's like they knew it wasn't going to last that long, so they didn't try that long. No, it's, it seriously felt like they knew that this was the last season, so they packed every story they had cooking. Well, I mean, well, as a whole, the series as a whole, yeah. they, you know what, more like, it's a bunch of old folks trying to talk like teenagers. It got a little bit better with the slang. Um, you know, but teenagers don't actually talk like that. No. Created by... <sighs> Stephanie Savage and Josh Schwartz. Schwartz? Is as big as mine. Spaceballs reference. Mm. 
you may have, instead of watching this, been watching such shows as Making It. Mm, yes, we were. Uh, Vikings. Oh, my Lord. Well, I've tried how many times to get you to watch Vikings. It doesn't stick. A show called V Wars. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fuller House. Gag a maggot on a meat wagon. The L Word, Generation Q. I am watching it. I'm not watching young folks do it. That's so creepy and gross. And a marvelous show about a comedian from the old days. Which one? Maisel. Oh. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is the best show. Pretty fucking funny. I mean, well... One of my acquaintances from one of my my favorite murder groups sold an outfit to... I don't think it ever got used because I watched diligently and I never saw it. But bought an outfit for that show from them. And um, the the aesthetic of the the show, the bat, this you know the the set design, the clothes, the hair, the way everybody talks. And then, of course, the subject matter, yeah. the jokes. That chick, who I don't think I've ever seen before, she is spectacular. She is funny. Her timing is amazing. Like, she is awesome. I absolutely fell in love with that show. Her manager had perfect timing. Oh, yeah. Her manager was almost as funny as she was. I don't I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else either. Uh, I feel like most of these people were fairly new. Well, I should say, fairly new to me. Yeah. Very rarely do you see someone who you think is like overnight success. Very rarely is it actually an overnight success. They've been busting their asses for years. Yeah. We just didn't see it. But new to me, anyway. Uh, that's the show you should be watching. Making it's fun too, but but the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, that's yeah, that's it right there. Maisel definitely wins this pile. Oh yeah, yeah. Hands down. Don't even have to think about it. All right. My turn? Are you still still going? No, no, no. Now we, we, we're okay. like a general opinion. We had a crossover with Cla- Cloak. We had a crossover with Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. For no other reason than fuck it, why not? Because it came to nothing. And they were they, from two different networks. So that was actually a pretty big crossover. Yeah, but it came to nothing. There was no point in it. It was stupid. But that means that Aubrey Joseph and Olivia Holt were in the show this season. Also, Renzi Feliz, Lyrica O'Connor, Virginia Gardner, Ariella Bearer, Greg Sulkin, Allegra Acosta, Angel Parker, Ryan Sands, Everett Carradine, James Marsters, Bridget Branagh, Kevin Wiseman, Clarissa Thibault, Elizabeth Hurley, who is the only one that I was like, oh, hey, who's that? Uh, who's from all the Austin Powers movies and Bedazzled. Um, Amanda Sook, John Ailes. And that's it. Um, and see, with James Marsters, Bridget Branagh, and Ever Carradine, I'm expecting big things. Okay, listen, I love Spike. Yeah. But he's not like Hollywood elite. Nobody said he was. 
You don't have to be. As a matter of fact, most of the time, the really spectacular actors are not Hollywood elite. Well, what I'm saying is, I would not call him. I would. He's spe- he's he's not spectacular, but I enjoy looking at him. He's a not remembering person. him wearing very tight leather pants. Okay. <laughs> he was the best character on Buffy. I don't yell at me. I also love Willow, but. You know, you have your crush. I have mine. I like dead murdery guys. And you like incredibly powerful women. If you were dead, this would be an incredible relationship. (laughs) What if I were mostly dead? Aren't you? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I heard your hinges creak when you came upstairs. (laughs) You army tried. Okay. That's my part. Yeah. I'm not going to talk anymore now. Well, that'll be boring. Uh, yeah, listen. Page one of a new notebook. Oh, my favorite. We we kind of already hit our general impressions of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, I, I went in with really low expectations based on last season. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and they were not met. Mm. Uh, the, okay, hold on though, until the very last episode. Tell me that last episode. If everything else had been like that, that that show wouldn't have been good. It was fast paced. They packed a lot of story into one episode. Um, it was interesting. They had to do that thing we like where they go back and show you stuff you've already seen, and they show a different perspective of it. Maybe if they had done the whole show that way. This is what I'm saying. But that last episode, that episode is one of my least favorite episodes of the season. Well, and is that as a finale? As it is it because they all of a sudden shoved a bunch of story into it after being boring? Yeah, like they ended the show and then they're like, oh shit, we we still got to do another episode. Let's do this other thing real quick. That's what I said. Well, this is okay. So two weeks with the flu. Yeah. I'm still a week later trying to get over it. Um, and that's go. I'm, that's what I'm going to blame on me falling asleep a total of at least three times. <laughs> I did not see. I don't even know how much. Do you know how much I didn't see? I'm Significant s- amount. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. Okay. I fell asleep, but I don't remember where I left off. And then I woke up, and I had no fucking clue what was going on at all. In quantity, it was a significant amount. In content, it, you really didn't miss much. Well, and see, that's the problem. When when you've got a show where I can get up and go to the bathroom, and then come back, and I don't care that I missed anything, and I don't even ask you what happened, it's not a good show. Yeah, you missed another conversation about some feelings. Motherfuck, if I have to hear another goddamn conversation about feelings again. The in, only feelings, in the middle of combat. And that's exactly the goddamn problem. Why the fuck? Every single time there were bullets or magic flying through the air, someone had to pause and say, oh, hey, wait, before we die, I would like to have this conversation on a surface level that should be a conversation at home afterwards in depth. Yeah. When people don't do that. No. That's not how our brains work. When you're in go mode, you're in go mode. When you're in emotional bullshit, nah, 
worry about my feelings mode. That's a different place. That's a safe place. We're not trying to be murdered. Yeah, there was that time, you know, where we were about to go on a, a raid in Iraq. And I stopped and I looked at the guy next to me and I told him about how I really missed my stuffed animal from when I was five. And uh, how ever since I lost it, I, I felt abandoned and I'm having trouble attaching to things now. You know what you actually talk about <laughs> in the Humvee on the way to the place you were going to raid was banana foam. <laughs> And don't lie, I know that's true. Thank you, Brian Hubbard. Um, and still, God damn it to hell, Brian Hubbard <laughs> lives in my head for the rest of my life. Because anytime I see a banana, or I hear, for some reason, the words banana and phone in the same sentence. Ring, it, ring, ring, banana phone. God damn him. <laughs> and he would love that that was a problem. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. I mm, anywho, <laughs> they if they had if they had told the story even the same way and just took out the timing of all these conversations. Yeah. A lot of these conversations though were not necessary to have. They didn't pull the story forward. They didn't resolve anything. Uh-huh. It's just like people info dumping and trauma dumping on someone in a moment where they're supposed to be worrying about what's going on in front of them yeah over and over every episode it felt like um and it was infuriating i mean each episode seemed formulaic in that way they're like oh well we've done this one now do this one like how they do uh blocking in a um Soap opera. Have you ever well, paid attention to yeah, that? Yeah, no, no, no. But that's part of the. This is a a a series wide problem because remember in the first season I was complaining how the parents would all like step forward and say their line oh, yeah, and yeah, step yeah. back. Yeah, it's very. I mean, the it was the step forward that was the problem, like because people do neurotypical people do take turns talking. Or so I'm told. <laughs> I haven't actually observed that very much, but I get yelled at all the time by my mother who says that people take turns. You you let someone complete an entire thought and you wait your turn and talk, but you see how well that works out for you Yeah. in meetings where you're just like, no, you can't do that. You don't get a word in edgewise. And certainly no one steps forward says their thought, and then steps back out of the limelight. It's the stepping that's a problem. Yeah, it's it, it's blocking, and it's not even like... So in soap operas, when it's your turn to talk, you move your body so that you're in the foreground of the camera, right? And then you're not supposed to turn your back to the camera, so there's this very specific way that they move about the stage so that they don't ever have their backs tooth camera and it looks natural enough if you're not really thinking about it but once you pay attention to it it's like oh shit they're like dancing back and forth over and over and over again how fucking weird is that shit and that's what the show did a couple few times (sighs) it's it was like a production at barn lot no offense to amateur productions because i've been in them i love them they're great however they do not mimic real life very well. The show was not real life. 
it was constantly uh, shoved in your face. This is a TV show. Yeah. 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 And the other thing to complain about here, which has been in several shows lately that we've complained about, and, and I think it's just starting to wear on my nerves a little bit too much, so it's becoming a pet peeve, is people going off half-cocked without making a plan or observing the situation to see what's going on first. Yeah. I mentioned this while we were watching it. These kids talk about themselves like a family, like a team, they're mm-hmm. a unit. Oh, that's not but even remotely true. They did not in any way behave like that because, for one, like you said, they didn't have a leader. Yeah, none. The person in charge at any particular moment was the teenager who was having the most feels at that moment. Yep. And the people that went with them were either going with them to help or stop them, depending on their own personal feels. This, well, and they would declare a rule, and then immediately someone would say, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this. Yes. Absolutely. But it did the opposite of what you just said. And then they would all just scatter. Yeah, no. They'd be like, everybody, label your milk when you put it in the fridge. And then one kid would be like, well, I'm going to pour my milk on the floor, motherfucker. Here's Stop the, me. This is the problem with... Now, I'm going to try to be politically correct here. The perception... Of the, um, I don't even know what fucking generation they, they're making up generation names, Gen Z or Gen Y or Gen E or whatever the fuck those dingleberries are that are right about 16 or 17 right now. They're all like, this is a safe space. Your feelings are valid. Um, and, and, and I I shouldn't be uncomfortable. It doesn't matter that thousands of generations have done this this way. It's slightly uncomfortable for me, so I'm never going to do it. The quiet quitting bullshit and the, you know what I mean? Like, the perception that that's every single one of them. When it's not. No, no, absolutely not. Um they took all of those um, stereotypes and shoved them into all these little motherfuckers on the show. Yeah. And it made me want to sick their own dinosaur on them. The fucking, your feelings aren't valid. You're having irrational feelings. You're supposed to rein those in. That's why we have psychiatrists. Not to vomit your bullshit everywhere. To vomit your bullshit at a therapist. Mind your business. Take care of your shit. Suck it up and let's get through this. If if the next generation really does only do what makes them comfortable, we're so fucked. How much of the of the things that you do are things that make you comfortable? Things that you have to do in order to be able to make money and eat and pay your bills and like basically just continue to breathe. Because I mean, I for one love sitting in the middle seat. On a tiny ass airplane for four hours at a time. Well, and then your whole military career, you suffered every fucking minute of it, basically, so that we could eat and survive and raise our children. If our kids ever even remotely thought that any of that was voluntary on both of our parts, then they got another thing coming. Uh, They had as good a childhood as we could possibly give them, despite circumstances. Mm -hmm. And and it infuri- and this is why people of our age and boomers are fucking infuriated at the younger generations because uh, it never occurred to us 
to tell someone that we didn't want to be uncomfortable. There are some times when there's no choice. And that's my biggest problem with this show, to reel it back in, because I can see in your face that I'm going too far off the rails. None of these motherfuckers want to be uncomfortable. And everything about their life circumstances requires... Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yeah. They didn't even know how to be hungry. Yeah. And I know both of us know exactly what it's like to be hungry a lot. I mean, you don't... And they, did, they didn't even know how to acquire food. And they like uh, they're starving and upturned their nose at food they found in a dumpster. I, like, I feel like, and this might be my uh, my upbringing talking, but I feel like you don't get to be a hero without sacrifice. Like you don't meet the basic <laughs> definition. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like okay. If you look at the examples that we are given in our society at this moment in time, being a superhero, uh, let's say on TV or movies, being a superhero requires sacrifice. Yeah. It require it almost requires you to be emotionally miserable. How often do you get superheroes that have a team? I mean, I know we have the Avengers. But are they, they're not really each other's emotional support. They're battle buddies. Well, even, even in real life, people that I would call heroes. Firefighters, cops, soldiers. That's a lot of sacrifice just in those three categories yeah. right there. People like Harriet Tubman. Lots of sacrifice. Harriet Tubman? Yes. I would say she was a hero. Yes, lots but I, I wouldn't say yes and no. She... she Yes and no. Yeah. She gave of herself. Yeah. I, she sacrificed her freedom. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I have to you, think about it for a second. You, I think that sacrifice is written into the definition of the word hero. And if it's not always, though. Because, like, you know, you can come upon a car accident and pull someone out of a burning car and have not sacrificed anything. You've risked yourself. But that's not a sacrifice. That's a risk. Well, fair enough. But, I mean, you'd still be heroic. Okay. I mean, you sacrificed your time in that moment. You should sacrifice the possibility of bodily I mean, injury. You sacrificed your safety. Yeah, sort of. But, but yeah, you, you can't have... No superhero uh, goes home to two parents, a host of friends, you know, uh, everything's hunky-dory. Usually they're, they grew up poor. They only have one parent or no parents. Better if there are no parents. You know, even Tony Stark, his parents yeah. sucked or weren't there. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't call him a superhero. I'd call him a hero. He's not super. Um, Miss Marvel's got both her parents. Miss Marvel? Yeah. Uh, Kamala? Yeah. Yeah, she does. But I'm telling you right now, the I haven't seen the, that movie, but I guarantee you she's sacrificing being with them and being a happy family unit in order to do the things that she needs to do. 
Yeah, we'll get there soon. Um, okay. But, but yeah, these kids think that they're going to be superheroes. Um, and, um, and they're, yeah, they're squatting, they're stealing somebody else's property. Uh, somebody owns that building. Um, and they're stealing it by being there. And driving their rolls around like it's. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to know how they're getting away with that, by the way. Uh, the dinosaur is, I mean, that little girl takes care of that dinosaur like your five-year-old remembers to feed the dog every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, let me lock you in here just in case we all die. <laughs> uh, and that means you'll starve to death because, you know, oops. Um, yeah, I just don't like any of them. There's not a single character that I like. On that show. And the fucking parents. Murderers all. Bad guys all. Yeah. Yeah. Waving back and forth between loving them and supporting them. Bawling and whining because they're dead now. Or whatever. The fuck. I can't take it. There's All of them are schizophrenic. Every one of them. Are multiple personalities. So there's something wrong with all of them. (laughs) Well, the show starts out right where season two left off. Yeah. There is this alien royal family that has inhabited four of the cast, three parents and an unknown kid. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong. All of the uh, heroics they're doing are just to save themselves, right? They're not saving the world or other people. They're just, like, saving their own circumstances. Well, that the aliens want to go home. Yeah. And when they open the portal to go home, they're going to uh, send assassins to kill anybody that encountered the aliens while the aliens were here on Earth. Yeah. So if they stop them, then they are saving lives. Yeah, theirs. Theirs and, theirs and other people. Nobody else knows they're aliens. Anybody that knows they're aliens is just them. Yeah. So, um, like I said, they're not actually being heroes. They're saving their own keisters. I just wanted to put that out there. I'll let you talk now. No, no, no. I, and I'm, I'm not gonna dive too deep into this story because it gets resolved by like episode three yep um i think i was asleep because i don't remember how it got resolved the the aliens decide to use their the connections of their host bodies to build a teleportation device that is going to blast them across the galaxy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and they're going to power it with their own energies. Now, there's some infighting because Cole, which is now living inside a spike, that <laughs> the magistrate alien, the, the lead dude. Yeah. He did a pretty good job of yeah. keeping that. General personality. The so. actors were really good about being different people. Yeah. Um, it, it was strange at first, but then, like, yeah, you started to see him 
as Cole. Yeah. It was very weird. Um, anyway, uh, there's some infighting because Cole wants to bring his kids home, the the, the half-alien children he has created uh, by making babies with humans. Um, one of which is one of the main heroes, one of the teens, and the other one is about to be born uh, by her mother. Well, that's a story that never went anywhere. Yes. Uh, well, it did go somewhere. Be- but, yeah, out of this show, yeah. and never to be heard about again. Sure, sure, sure. Because uh, there's a fifth alien on the planet who is a shape-shifting servant who believes her fate is to marry the half-alien blonde girl Yes, so that she can save the world. Because this is Twilight. Yes. Um, She imprinted. Things happen. Lots of drama. The fight goes (laughs) on. Hand wave. Hand wave. Really hand wave because it went by so quickly. But when uh, the new baby is born, just just rip right out of the pages of Twilight, we realize that it was not the uh, daughter or the, the teenager that she was here to And love. how does she know that? They have conversations. And... Because yeah, I was asleep during this part. And the guy who first met Cole had a diary where he also wrote a prophecy. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm going to write a prophecy. <laughs> anyway, she the, the servant girl is not here to marry Blondie Bear. I shouldn't call her Blondie Bear because that's Spike. Not here to marry the blonde church girl. She's actually here to surrogate mom, the new baby. And then they stop the alien. Oh, wait, so not to marry, but to mother. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yes, because oh, there thank were, God. there's more than one definition of the word love. Oh, thank God. Yes. Oh, see, that's not... See, I woke up right before the hand the baby to her into the portal thing. And I thought when she said something to that effect that she meant the gross twilight thing. Yeah. Oh, I feel better. Yeah. Because fucking ew. So they stop the aliens from going home. They hand this brand new baby off to... They stop the aliens from going home. We'll get there. Well, they, they stop them from getting through the portal that they've opened up. Yeah. They hand the brand new baby to uh, this servant girl who takes her through the portal to go save the home world. And then, between Nico... And the mom, like, don't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck, yeah. Just, I don't want this baby. Take her away. Um, between the powers of the half-alien girl and Nico, who gets a spell from Morgan Le Fay, who whispers it in her ear... Morgan Le Fay. Yes. Hmm. Which they set up in the first couple episodes. Nico seeing Morgan in the mirrors and in her dreams and shit. So it's Morgan Le Fay, the the woman 
the sister of King Arthur. Yes. The myth. Yes. Listen, myths are real in Marvel. All right, we've got... Yes, but... All over the place. They gave her the name, but none of the background. And... The background was implied. Really? Do you think that if I snatched up a random 16-year-old, they would know who the fuck Morgan Le Fay was? <laughs> no. Even the kids we went to high school with, the only reason we read Le Mort d'Artur was because we were in AP English, not because we learned about it in English class. I prefer Nobody. List of Avalon to... Uh... Isn't that about Morgan Le Fay? Yeah. Well... I'm shocked. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so Morgan gives her the spell and she vanishes these uh, people who have been inhabited by aliens to another dimension. Oh, that's what that was. Yes. She she poofed them. So into the 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 nether and the upside down, the same place, presumably? Yeah, so they were calling it the Dark Dimension. Yeah. But when Cloak and Dagger show up, they call it the Loa. Well, that's because what they that's what they know. That's what they know it is. But it wasn't the same fucking place. I can tell you that right the fuck now. Because in their Loa, they had Loa there, who were like, hey, I'm Loa. Yeah. And in this other place, it wasn't like that at all. No, not quite, no. Not at all, not remotely. No. It's not the same dimension. Yeah, so season three's done, and we're basically starting a new season. Um, and this this next season is all about magic. Mm-hmm. Because uh, apparently magic is real now. Yeah, like, I remember when, when Nico first got that staff, they talked about the science, science. of it. And this show was very heavy science. Uh, it, it was... A little bit of... Magic is just science. We don't understand. Sure, sure, sure. And they made sure to say that a thousand and one times. Sure. Uh, now every time I say it, I'm going to annoy myself. But they lean super heavy into uh, Nico as a stereotypical Wiccan. What? Like I a, mean, she, but she was in the first two seasons, like, too. Yeah, no, no, but they leaned hard into it. Yeah. Uh, to the point where when Dagger shows up, she calls her Hot Topic. Okay, no, no, no. You're wow. That's rude. Um, that's not leaning into Wicca. That was making fun of her I, look. I know. I mean, it was not. Don't do no wrong bad. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is hot, that they leaned into the stereotype part. Well, yeah, but nobody that goes to Hot Topic is actually a Wicca. No, but every boomer who sees somebody walk into Hot Topic thinks that they think they're Wicca. I don't know if you've been in Hot Topic since you've been an adult, but I have because we had teenage daughters, and that place is not the fucking same as it no, used to be. No, no, no. I think all. 1990s Hot Topic, when there were still blockbusters. Yeah, because that's the Hot kids, Topic I'm thinking of. Early to, like, well, mid 2000s, it was like you saw um, uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland bullshit, like colors. There were colors. Yeah. No, now Hot, hot Topic is just an edgy Claire's. Uh, well, it kind of always was, really. 
it's it was never actually but they've got outlander stuff now you know what i mean that's like not cool i mean i get my outlander stuff from like official outlander places (laughs) but if they sold plus size clothes you better believe i'd be buying shit from hot topic you know, once a hot topic shopper, you you never really grow out of being a hot topic shopper. I still have my Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, necklace from Hot Topic from when we went on a, a field trip to the mall. Yes, we went to a field trip to the mall. It was cool. I didn't like Buffy at the time, but the necklace is super cool. I'm also not a Christian, so wearing a cross is double weird, but... You know, I like to wear murder weapons. It's fun. Um, but anyway, that it's just it, I'm not a Wiccan, but but I felt slightly uh for some reason offended when you said that Hot Topic was equivalent to Wicca. I I needed to I needed to tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> she does she does really look like she shops in Hot Topic though. In 1995. Yes. And that's the specific thing. It's like an old version of... Okay, hot topic. Yeah. Yeah. So the the rest of the season really becomes about rescuing Alex, one of the teens. Yes, as slowly as humanly possible. From this other dimension, because they're certain that he's alive. Because they left him there. Yes. Uh, He wasn't with them when they were there for a while, but they got out, and then with the help of the dude who used to own the house. Because they're not really a team. They were not together. Yeah. Um, But confounding this quest to save their friend, Morgan Le Fay, who had been trapped in the other world, is now in the... In the real world. Quote, unquote, real world. And she has taken over uh, Nico's parents' company by bewitching her father uh, while her mother was still trapped in the dark world. And in six months has completely revamped society in their area uh, to the point where she's giving out enchanted phones. With the phones, you could completely... Uh, revamp society. It wouldn't take long at all. She's giving out enchanted phones and she's building a coven and she's, her plan is to merge the two worlds so that she can be queen shit of everything. Yeah, I don't really know what merging the two worlds would actually do. They didn't really, that wasn't clear. Like, the only thing was like, it's bad because it's not what it is now. Yeah. Change is bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't be too mad if there was magic in the world, like everywhere. But so that becomes the focus of the season. And they're very slowly back and forth trying to find a way to rescue Alex and stop Morgan. And along the way, they rescued all of the parents that had been um, possessed. Why? And now they treat them like they're good guys. Yeah. Why? Uh, every once in a while, they throw a, a jab out there. They murdered it. 17 people. They all, together, yeah. disappeared 17 people. 
Um, if there's no coming back from that ever, ever, ever. Alex's mom ends up going to jail and getting murdered in her jail cell. Justice. Um, so there's that pain to feed off of. Oh, yeah, he's super upset about it, too. I tell you what, my mom had killed 17 people. I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> um, Absolutely no gives a shits for murderers. Nico destroys the staff, which is supposed to be the most powerful weapon in the world, by throwing it in the fire. But then... Fire cleanses everything. Don't you understand, Wicca? Uh, but then, like... The next episode, she's able to pull a new version of the staff out of her body whenever she wants it. I mean, able to, or it did it, whether she wanted to or not. Yeah, so now it's a part of her. Um, Yes, the logic is not there. No, no. I I hope that the comics explain any of that better. Are you going to read them? Eventually. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, The Runaways is like a, a 2000s comic, so it'll be a long time before I get there. Yeah. I'm just now... I just now watched Gwen Stacy die. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm just saying, I feel like it's a waste of your time, because by the time you read it, I won't give a shit anymore. No, 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 but I'm I'm reading all of Marvel. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. At my pace. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this, this goes back and forth, and... Um, lots of conversations. Lots of... Feelings. Lots of conversations. Um, there are a couple of really fun spots in there, I guess, when um, when Spike and Stacy go to that uh, alien abduction meeting. Okay, don't say Spike and Stacy, though. That's so weird. Because <laughs> what is his name? Shit. I don't <laughs> even know. Is he Spike? He's just Spike. Whatever. Spike and Stacy are hanging out. Apparently, yeah. they did it. They, apparently, they did it while they were possessed by aliens. Uh, but they remember doing it. Yeah. Uh, Spike didn't seem all that excited by the prospect. <laughs> and Stacy was very logical about it. Like, oh, well, it wasn't me. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. But, ew. Um, we also do get a... Um, a little bit of time with a book that I was very interested to see. Yeah. Morgan LaFace. You mean incredibly excited about. Yes. Morgan LaFace spell book is the dark hold. Mm-hmm. It's a dark hold. That's kind of fair. Um, there is supposed to only be one. Yeah. Supposed to be whatever. This is the book. Be- be- I'm assuming it's a different one because... Uh, Coulson has the other one. Well, Coulson had the other one. Yeah, where is it then? It got scanned into the, um, into that framework. What happened to the hard copy? Uh, that got lost. Okay, then. So, if it's lost, then you don't know where it is. Then Morgan found it. Yeah. She's, in fact. So, what are you worried about the timeline for then? Because there it is, right there. Uh, and it looks just like it did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's because it was the same prop. Almost certainly. Uh, now, we will get more references to the Darkhold in the future of the MCU, and it will be a slightly different story to the book. Of course it is, because why would they keep it the same? Uh, exactly. Um, but the, the Darkhold is 
pretty cool, and it it runs way back to early seventies in the six one six. Which one? It, <laughs> it actually made its first appearance in a comic book called Werewolf by Night. Okay. Um, once they once they changed that comics code and started letting classic monsters be in, yeah. Marvel went crazy with werewolves and Dracula and Frankenstein. Well, yeah. I mean, because it hadn't been done 15 million times already. Fair enough. Everybody's got to do it. You haven't put out a Frankenstein property yet? <laughs> yeah, so all of this comes to a head with a big fight. Actually, uh, now that I think about it, we have both done childhood fanfics. I did Batman and you did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. Or was it Avengers or X-Men? or? No. You, Yeah, you wrote a story. It's in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles folder, but it has nothing to do with them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm the only comic book fanfic writer here. <laughs> uh-huh. Date keep me now. <laughs> you love me. I'm sorry, I should I turn over control. <laughs> I've been writing comic book fanfic since I was nine. Still have it too. <laughs> Anywho. So all of this nonsense comes to a head with a big fight at the uh mansion they're squatting in. They're, like now they're showing us the mansion above ground. Yeah. When they first Hell found yeah. it, they fell through the sky. The, the, because it was covered with dirt. Yeah. I know they're not, they're not trying to tell us that those kids were excavating the dirt around there. Because it would behoove them to keep it underground. It was underground. Yeah. Uh, it looked like a secret underground lair that... that Agents who came to find them couldn't find them. So why in the motherfuck is it on top of a mountain completely visible to everything now? Speaking of which... Did they have like an invisibility spell on or something? No. No, Nico can't maintain spells that long. Because she has to physically maintain... She has to concentrate on them, yeah. Well, then I don't understand what the fuck... And they didn't explain it. No, but that you did bring up a very good point. This was called a lair. So either these kids are bad guys or good guys can have a lair. I don't want to have this conversation with you again, for God's sake. I say that a lair is anywhere that is secret and hidden and you go and it's like a clubhouse. It's a headquarters for your doings. Yeah. Whatever your doings may be. But I have my answer. Good guys can have a lair. These are not good guys. They're children. They're not heroes. They're saving their own asses. Uh, I keep saying this. They're not heroes. And they're not super. One of them's genetically modified. The other one is an alien. So not super. Just like Superman's not super. Because if he went to his home planet, he'd be normal and boring. It's literally in his name. He is super. Who named him? 
like his girlfriend, his mommy. I think it was his mommy, actually. She's the one that made his outfit. But in, in, that yeah. S doesn't stand for super. It's it's a letter in uh, the Kryptonian alphabet that means like peace or something. Bull fucking shit. Google it later. What goddamn WB TV show did you see that in? Google it later. The S does not stand for Superman. It is a that Kryptonian. That is the dumbest motherfucking thing I've ever heard in my life. How the fuck would he know Kryptonian? Because in the friggin' uh, the Palace of Solitude or whatever, the Fortress of Solitude up on... I cannot believe you just said Palace of Solitude. Listen... In the Fortress of Solitude, he got all of that Kryptonian knowledge that was there waiting for him. What the fuck Superman shit have you been watching? That's from like the second movie or whatever, where he's got those big crystals. and. But it's also from the comics, I think. You think? You don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, that's why I said I think. Oh, best believe I'll be looking it up. But his mother made his outfit for him. Yes, but that patch. Was, when he was a kid. That patch that's on his chest was in the cradle spaceship escape pod. Thing. It was. It, yeah, sure. It was in. Maybe it was in his little egg. I'll look it up. You should. That sounds stupid. Then whatever. <laughs> Anyway, none of them are super. One's a witch. One's a half alien, and the other one is genetically modified. That's not super. None of that's super. They're extra human powers. Some would say that they were supernaturally gifted. No. Uh, -uh. They're not natural powers. Well, anybody can be a fucking witch. Literally anybody. You just have to have the right book. And uh, anybody can be genetically modified against their will without consent. But until you are genetically modified, you're not super. She's Once super. Become- Listen, she's not super. Okay. She can remote control a fucking dinosaur. And the only time she actually does that, she crashes the poor thing into a goddamn tree. So literally, literally not super. That dinosaur almost never comes into play. It never, it literally never comes into play to forward the story or help them accomplish anything. No, it just, it's, it's, it's like, it's like a baby in a sitcom. It comes into play when they remember, oh shit, we've got a baby in the back room. Yeah. I mean, not it's to mention the fact that strong. this thing has to eat shit tons of meat every day just to live. Yeah. And that would be a 24 hour job. But Molly's super strong. Why is she super strong? Uh, she got uh, her body got enhanced by the orb fragments. The alien shit. Yeah. How often does her strength actually do anything in the show? She, quite a bit. And she she's probably no. You know what I remember about her being strong? Her going. Then I'm the strongest one. Over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I, I do not remember. She, she threw a boy into a trash can. Yeah, she was all the time lifting shit and throwing shit. And none of it. Punching you, shit. If you think back, none of that was helpful in any missions. It was random bullshit. Like, she saved the trans kid by throwing a guy into the goddamn trash can. Yeah. Threw him way too fucking hard, too. 
Yeah, well, and then the times that they were in the other world, their powers didn't work. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever. Okay, so I mean, it's it's bullshit, is what it is. These could be the, this could be a handful of perfectly normal children that well, just have a habit of getting themselves into trouble. Well, yeah, because lacrosse boy is like super smart, and they kind of play that off as a. What do you mean? He is. Yeah. I didn't see any evidence of that until the end of the last season. As a matter of fact, when he started being all sciencey and put glasses on, I was like, why the fuck is he being a scientist? Where the fuck did this intelligence come from all of a sudden? For real. It was I didn't see it coming and I had no fucking idea. You were supposed stupid, to see it coming. No, I don't think you were, because he was a stupid ass jock boy. No, but they talked about how smart and inventive he was. I've known lots of boys who talk about how smart they are. No, no, no. other people talked about how smart and inventive yeah. he was. Lots of people brag on people for no fucking reason. I had no reason to believe any of it because not one time did I ever see him be intelligent. As a matter of fact, all I ever saw him do was kowtow to his abusive girlfriend. Was constantly telling him that everything that came out of his mouth was bad and wrong. Yeah. And somehow he's in love with her, even though she's literally the worst person. She thinks that her political views are the most important thing. And that nobody else's feelings matter at all whatsoever. She's horrible. Yeah, she's not my favorite person. No, she's, I want to fucking punch her. Right in her fucking mouth. <laughs> even to the point where she, like... She is nasty to her sister because her sister wants to be a cheerleader. Yeah. And she is in her face. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're invalid for wanting that. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. You're canceled. Yeah. How dare you have your own uh, desires? Yeah. And she's like, it's not, I don't want to be a cheerleader. It's dance team. Which, you know, in high school is kind of cheerleadery, but, you know, fuck you, man. Fuck if, you. Don't yuck other people's yum. If that's the thing you want out of life, then you should be allowed to want it. Yeah, that's what feminism is. That everybody gets to choose what they want for their lives. Yeah. Well, she's no feminist. She's one of those, uh, what do men call them? Feminazis. The kind of person that just like drives it in until you want to punch them in the mouth. Hate her. And her superpower is mouthiness. She, well, she's the one that is psychically connection, connected to a dinosaur. That's not a superpower. I mean, it's especially, not a normal power. Especially when you never use it. Well, that's fair. She talks out loud with her mouth to that fucking thing. Yeah. And I know she doesn't ever listen to that dinosaur, but she doesn't even ever listen to anybody. Ever. So all of this comes to a head. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, really. Um, with Morgan Le Fay coming to the building that they're squatting in. Because they never bothered to put any protection in place. Nope. Um, and it's the least secret secret layer that's ever secreted. Certainly. Uh, science Dad, or Biology Dad, has made a serum to inoculate everybody from Morgan's... Magic. In- Yes, magic and this is This is the worst thing they do in the entire series. Based this bullshit cockamamie vaccine that they just stabbed into all the children. And the adults. Without 
testing it. Oh my god. That he's made from the half alien DNA. Yep. Of one of the kids because the kid said that she couldn't even hear Morgan's enchantment. Maybe that's just because she is deaf. That's the thing. Scientists do not go about sciencing in that manner. They do not make an assumption and then just run with it. This is why you don't get vaccines a week after a pandemic pops up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, holy fuck sticks. Well, this one person was around somebody who was sick, so I'm going to spin their blood in a makeshift centrifuge that I made out of a blender. Which they all thought was like fucking magic. And then I'm going to inject some enzymes from the top of the blood into you and you won't ever get sick. Well, like, you put the blood in a centrifuge, which means the plasma separates from the red blood cells. Mm -hmm. Did he really only inject them with her plasma? I'm sure he did other sciencey stuff with the emergency uh, management kit that happened to be in the back of the church van. That usually has genetically modified RNA in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Quantum. Quantum RNA. It has quantum RNA in it. That solves everything. <laughs> uh, fuck this show. That's all I'm saying. If you got half a brain, you're not going to be able to handle it. <clears throat> Morgan shows up. There's a big fight. Oh, God. The um... People getting thrown around and, and magic the, versus... The one good thing that happened was after... Gert gets thrown into the chandelier. She does this very clever circle around Morgan Le Fay. And while she's circling her, trash talking her, she's dropping salt. Yes. And which everybody that's watched Supernatural knows salt stops ghosts. Period. <clears throat> this salt. This salt's been imbued with blood, which took all of the juice out of the mama. Yeah, well, she's also... You've never seen that in any witchy anything, ever. She's also using her magic to stop the the demons from coming through the mirror. Sure. Well, she gets her daughter to come help her with that. Yeah. Uh, but, so yeah. She so, can do the blood magic. Yeah, so Gert talks a bunch of shit while she draws a salt circle around the witch, mm -hmm. which then traps the witch's magic inside. You know, it's funny. It's later, a boy ruins the best scene. <laughs> The best scene in the whole show. That was so clever and smooth. It was. It was very... I was quite impressed. That was the only time I ever saw any of them do anything that that was admirable or intelligent. Um, and it's the one that you claim is smart. Yeah, so... They trap the witch. They banish her back to the dark she world. She gets sucked off into the dark world. Um, and then we find out that Gert had been mortally wounded. By a chandelier. By, yeah. Um, and despite the fact that they've got two really powerful magic users. Right. And Well, one of them's been drained. And two super smart biologists. 
um, they can't save her and well, she does. The two, the two uh, actual doctors there, not medical doctors, but like, you know, yeah. they modified her genetically, are her parents. Yeah. And they still don't even try to do anything. No, instead of bleeding. like patching her up or giving her a transfusion, they just hold her while she bleeds to death. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of blood in a very quick amount of time. There was. She must have stabbed a kidney or something. So I find very difficult to believe that that chandelier penetrated uh, her kidney. Well, and based on her personality and her uh, her uh, stick with itness, mm-hmm. uh, I'm very shocked that bleeding like that, she was able to compose herself well enough to encircle Morgan with salt while talking shit while bleeding to death. Well, yeah, because normally she'd just wail on the floor. Yeah. It was not in her personality at all whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, I'm watching her go around the circle, and I saw the blood. And I'm like, and it first of all, it doesn't make any sense that there's blood on her fucking chin because she got stabbed in the back. Mm-hmm. And it's blood spatter. Yeah. It's not like she had blood on her hand and then wiped her chin or something. It was blood spatter. Yeah. Uh, so... Bad on the uh, makeup people um, for not even Googling some shit. But she had blood on her, and it was enough blood that I was like, uh-oh, there's an injury happening here somewhere, but she's acting perfectly normal, and she's not even limping or anything, so what the fuck is happening? And then she collapses. There wasn't blood. If you look, like, as much as she was bleeding when she laid down, there should have been blood in a circle yeah. also around the salt, which probably would have helped with the trapping, honestly. Um, <laughs> they're not good at doing what they do, the the writers of the show. Yeah, no. And whoever's in charge of watching it and going, that makes sense. They are also not good at their jobs. I'm just saying. I feel like I could do a better job. They'd hate me because I'd be like, nope, go back and do it again. I'd probably get fired pretty quick, really. And so now we've had two season finales this season. But there's still an episode left. Yeah, I was I was like, please don't make us watch an entire episode of the anticlimax. Because that is going to be so much more boring seeing as the action episodes were so boring. I was so dreading the last episode and secretly planning to go to sleep again. (laughs) The last episode starts in 2028, so... Which I didn't catch, so that made everything a little confusing for a minute. Presumably nine years in the future. I mean, presumably. Well, I assume that because it aired in 2019, it was set in 2019, but that's not always the case. Fair enough. Um, and Chase is making a log. Oh, that's his name. Yes. <laughs> the Crossboy. Spike's son. He's, do- he's doing a video log because he has invented time travel. And he... If anybody was going to invent time travel, it's not him. He is going to go fuck with the timeline. You know what I thought was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Is there was a point 
like two seasons ago, where he sent a message from the future to his father. Yes. To tell him not to pick up the gauntlet gloves, yes. which his father didn't listen to, and it was completely unnecessary. So I thought maybe, maybe this show is better than I think, and we're going to see that happen, and we're going to find out why not picking up the gauntlets was so important. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happened. Would okay, that was season one. Yeah. We just watched Legion unfucking do three seasons of TV with mm-hmm. a time travel. Do you would you really want another show to erase itself with time travel? I mean, no. But I would like things to make sense. But he we already know he didn't listen. But I thought maybe Maybe like not picking like he's 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 writing down everything that happened and realizes that if the gauntlets hadn't gone off in that particular moment that nothing would have happened. Well, if his dad hadn't picked up the the fistagons, they're called, and Whatever. attacked his own son with them, then his wife wouldn't have shot him. Sure, but that's not like an important enough like why would future him tell him why? Because in that First moment, of all, he didn't fucking listen. And second of all, future him already knows how everything comes out. In that moment, it was very important and emotional. In the future? No. Since he knows everything comes out fine, why would he change it? Because if he changes it, then he won't know what happens. Th- that's how Cole gets inside his daddy. But it's really not. It- I mean, he would have anyway. Sure. I mean, who cares? I mean, really, who cares? <laughs> but the way they end the show, that that's never going to happen now, and it makes no sense. No, that will still happen. You don't know that? It's already, yes, because they don't, the way they ended the show, they didn't go back that far. Anyway. Yeah, so... He doesn't time travel, even though he says that Gert is the key, he doesn't time travel back to Gert. Apparently, he time travels to three years after Gert died because a version of Alex from the future has turned bad and wants to kill all of them from three years after Gert died. You know how I would solve that? I would go back to right after everything was hunky-dory and pop them then. Yeah, while they're all, like, eating Cheerios and celebrating killing Morgan. Mm-hmm. Just, like... Snipe him through the window. Bomb the fucking... Yeah, too easy. Blow up the lair. Well, no, because then you kill all of them. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to kill all of them. He wants to save Gert. No, Silly. No, Alex doesn't want to save Gert. No, I'm... Why would I take on the... No, I'm I'm not not from Alex's perspective. I'm saying from Dingleberry's perspective, shoot Alex in the head right after everything's hunky-dory. We get a lot of scenes of how their life has been affected by Gert dying. Yeah, nobody cares. Nico has gone off and gained great magic powers and really studied and has become... Oh, yeah, because she ran away from her emotions. Um, Catalina has gone to college and has a new girlfriend. Cat, no, Carolina. There you Carolina. Go. Whatever. Carolina. 
Not even the actress cares. Well, that's probably true. Uh, she's gone off to college and she's got a new girlfriend and life is great. Uh, Molly has become like a head cheerleader. Alex and his dance, dad are... Dance, dance team. Fair person. enough. There's a difference. It did look like cheerleading though, didn't it? Yeah. Alex and his dad have uh, started up uh, Pride 2.0 and old Lace is just chilling in the mansion. That and Yeah, and you thought my dog was spoiled. Yeah. That dinosaur has a king-size bed and toys and, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's finally actually taking care of that poor thing. And lacrosse boy has a, a lab that he won't come out of. Yeah, because they are, that was the lair, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, somehow into adulthood, they haven't realized that you can't fucking squat in somebody else's property. And they've made modifications to it. I mean, at a certain point, squatters' rights kick in, and it's very hard to kick you out of a place that you're occupying by force. Especially in California. Yeah, but not if the owner comes in and fucking shoots you in the face. Yeah, but the owner is living in the dark dimension. The owner is that... No, well, okay, but legally, that's not how shit works. If you disappear, your shit gets owned by the state. Sure. Somebody has to report him disappeared. Actually, once nobody paid taxes on that property. Yeah, exactly. Thank the you state would figure it out. I'm glad you finally figured out what I'm trying to say. Because <laughs> if your taxes are a dollar and you don't pay them, the state gets to take your shit. Yeah. Alex fails to kill people in the, I guess it'd be 2022. That's because he sucks. You know why? He didn't come up with a plan. No. He just ran back there in time. And was like, whatever, I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah, no. This Despite is... the fact that you're from the future, so you could see where everyone is and what they're doing. You know? Yeah. And no. then you could, like, stake out the house so that when Chick comes home, you know she's there. You know, simple shit like that. These, these guys aren't even halfway to half cocked. They're like... A quarter cup. And now they're supposed to be adults. Yeah. But that doesn't work, so he decides to jump back to before season one even started. And he's going to thwart them there before they even knew about their powers. Which he should have done in the first place. Yeah, it would definitely make more sense. Shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Yes, go back and kill their parents before they give birth to their kids. And then a whole bunch of shit doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, Alex does need some of this stuff to happen for him to be able to come into being who he is. No, I don't think he thought that through. Probably not. Um, but shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. Uh, they stop him there. They send him back to the future. And then they... then. Chase decides he's going to finish what he built the time machine for in the first place. Yes, instead of focusing only on one thing, he's decided to focus on at least two. Because that's the way you get things done. Yeah. It's to spread your attention around. And so he jumps back to the night they fought Morgan, because he's going to save Gert. And some of them come with him. Why wouldn't you just 
go back to the day before that and say, this is going to happen. We have to make a plan and fix it. Let's move this chandelier fucking eight steps to the right. Well, fuck that. That would have been enough for fuck's sake. Holy shit. That's so simple. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's so simple. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. I'm over here making plans and battle shit. And, and Jay's just over there moving the furniture. <laughs> this is why together we're a good team. Yeah. And separate, we suck. Because I absolutely would be, like, battle lines drawn. I'm, I'm booby-trapping shit. I'm home-aloning home the stairs so that she trips as soon as she comes out of the portal. Yeah. Paint cans are slammed into her face and shit. I'm like going all out, and you are literally just moving the fucking chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all know I failed. And because I have a time travel machine, if moving the chandelier doesn't work... You can go back. I can go back and try something else. Yeah. 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 Isn't that something? Holy shit. What a ridiculously simple solution that, I mean, he took the long fucking way around. Yeah. Because everything could have played out exactly the same way. She just would have landed up against the banister. Yeah, it would have hurt, but she wouldn't have bled to death. Yeah, she wouldn't have been stabbed. Yeah. You know, my chandelier's got lots of crystals and shit on it, and it doesn't have anything stabby on it. Yeah, but it's also not laying on the floor. Yeah, but, like, if I fell into it, it wouldn't go into me, is what I'm saying. Like, if they'd have hired Mary Maids to clean that place up. They're, Mary Maids not charging their regular daily price for that place, though. Fair enough. That place is ridiculous and huge. So, he doesn't do anything simple like moving the furniture. He makes Gert not go do the circle. He does it himself. Oh, yeah, but here's the thing. You cannot tell a person, I'm from the future, do not move from this spot, and I know because I'm from the future, (laughs) and then expect that person to actually do what they're told. No. Now, if someone from the future came, especially you, came from the future and told me, stand in this exact spot, I'm going to go ahead and assume that, like, the house is going to fall down, and this is the exact spot that was left behind at the end of it. And if I stand there, I will live. And if I take half a step to the right, I will die. Why is it so hard for people to just do what they're told? He does a shit job of talking shit and circling Morgan. Like, first off, it's not a circle. There's, like, spikes coming out of the circle as he's backing off and coming forward. Well, Andy can't even be bothered to complete the circle. No, she stabs him with glass, (laughs) a big thing. But in the end, the circle gets completed. They banish Morgan. Uh, Gert survives. Everybody's happy. And then, like, all of the future people disappear. They just came from existence. Yeah. we got a lot of disappearing time-traveling people these days. Now, this is not consistent with how time travel works in the MCU or in the 616. Sure. 
Well, this isn't the 616. I know it's not the 616. And it's also not technically the Marvel multiverse. Well, it's part of the Marvel multiverse. It's not part of the MCU, the the 1999-99. It's not, this is, this is not Avengers World. Okay. Uh, we'll, we can beat that up here in a minute, but. Do we have to? Yeah, it's part of the script. Oh, fuck's sake. Okay. Um, especially when we get, in just a few weeks, when we get to Loki. Mm-hmm. And you see how time travel is handled there. Mm-hmm. That will be a much better uh, time travel solution. Okay. Looking forward to it. I wonder if. Well, we got to talk to Gina about Loki if she's going to watch yeah. all the shows with us. I think she said. I think she said she wanted to, but I don't remember. So. Yeah, so despite the fact that everybody from the future disappeared, uh, they wrap up the season with a note from that, that future Alex left current Alex. Which shouldn't have happened because they all disappeared yes. and were never there. Yeah. So either that note shouldn't be there or they shouldn't have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Because either that version can never existed, or it still exists. Yep. Because it's not like some uh, time scrubbers came in and paused the timeline. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Was that a teaser because they thought they were going to get another season? They can't possibly have thought they were getting another because season. Because they wrapped that up pretty tightly. So why did they bother? I, I really don't know. Okay. Yep. And so that's that is the third and final season of Thank fucking Runaways. Oh, thank Loki. We don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. So, what was there any interesting character decisions or plot nope. lines that you wanted to? No, absolutely not. Okay. No, because. I couldn't even track the fucking character decisions. There were so many back and forths and wishy-washies and flip-flopping. I don't know who did what. Okay, so now we talk connections to other properties. Well, there's one. We have a direct crossover. Mm-hmm. With Which the... is, with that crossover show tangentially was connected to other stuff. So technically, this show is tangentially connected to the greater universe. Yeah. I don't remember what the connection was, but I remember there we'll was We'll walk one. through it together then. Oh, we'll good. Just... You looked it up. I didn't have to look it up. I have it in my head. Of course you do. All right. So we have the direct crossover with uh, Freeform's Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. They were on, they were in an episode, two episodes of this season. Cloak and Dagger is directly connected to the Defender series because the cop that was in that show was from New York and New Misty yeah, Night. That's right. There were references to Luke Cage and a couple other references. Didn't they? They also mentioned the incident, didn't they? Uh, they might have. Uh, and then we know the Defenders is in the Prime MCU universe. Yeah. 
because they referenced the incident quite a bit, and we're later going to see Charlie Cox as Daredevil in She-Hulk. Yeah. So, theoretically, with those direct connections, the Runaways would be in the MCU. Which begs the question, why the fuck isn't Doctor Strange showing up? Because... There's time travel and fucking with the timeline and giant witches coming from other dimensions. Doctor Strange definitely should have shown up to face off against Morgan Le Fay. Yeah, when she came through the portal, that should have like disrupted something in the Force. Absolutely. Uh, and I have a big problem with the fact that they didn't even mention it. Yes. Um, and there is absolutely no mention, especially with jumping into the future and back in the past, there's no mention of the, the snap or the blip. Yeah. Um, trash. It's absolute trash. Yeah. And these kids. I, are, I, I love the idea of a multiverse because there's so many opportunities for that. It's like Stephen King. You read a book and it has nothing to do with anything else. And then all of a sudden, a piece from another book universe pops up into this one. Yeah. And I love that feeling. That feeling of something bigger than yourself. That, you know, and if you've already read that other book, you know the whole story and what mm -hmm. they're referencing. Yeah. like It's amazing. I love that. And this was a cross, uh, a cross network crossover. Yeah. Which should have been weird. It, yeah, it almost never happens. I, I did some research on that. It almost never happens. I don't... I mean, uh, nothing I've watched has ever done that as far as I know. Some of the CSIs have done it. I said nothing I've ever watched has ever done that. Um, well, I thought you liked the CSIs, but anyway. Well, I like one. Um, it, it should have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, but when Cloak and Dagger showed up, you said, Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's another mediocre show with two teenagers who don't ever make a plan. Yeah. It, it's it's the same it's the same show basically with less kids. Yeah. And them showing up, like I said before, did literally nothing. No, no, no. They were instrumental. They In what? They crossed the kids uh Cloak used his power to take the kids into the other world. So that they could save Alec. Okay, but they got over there by themselves. They could have done it again. Well, that they were having trouble figuring out how to get back there. Without uh, Morgan's spell book, they couldn't figure out how to cross Just over. do the same thing you did. She cannot... One of Nico's limitations is she cannot say the same spell twice. She was trying to re-say the So you're spell telling once. me that her vocabulary is absolute trash? Well, the spell was given to her by Morgan. Change a word. It was one word spell. Add an S to the end. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Magic is about intention. Sure. She don't know what the fuck that word means. No. So say Alakazam with the intention of going to the place. Yeah. Portal to Alex. Oh, my God. What, <laughs> what a fucking idea. Bring Alex home. Well, I see that's the problem here. Is because as kids, you and I would have had that fucking stick, and we would have been all abracadabra, alakazam, alohomora, avada cadavra. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we would have been using that thing to turn light bulbs on. 
we would have been we would have been doing everything and in the fucking around would have figured out how the fucking thing worked yeah and if you can literally like in charmed the show we haven't brought up a whole bunch during this podcast but in charmed when they had a spell that they had to make up it just had to fucking rhyme and and Holly Marie Combs would just be all uh A B C one two three come back to me. <laughs> it just has to rhyme. Yeah. And then it, but it's the intention that's important. So Jesus fucking Christ, if you ever come upon a magic wand, play with it. Just don't intend mean things, and you'll be fine. <laughs> Unless you're a Weasley, in which case I recommend being alone when you do it. <laughs> but seriously, come on. It, that's the thing that pissed me off. You've got a magic stick and you spend a week crying about how your friend got left behind. Yeah. Fuck you. Especially since they know time is different. They were gone for six fucking months when they felt like they were gone for what, like an hour? Yeah. And it's probably not time being different. I'm probably they just got dumped six months later. They didn't. Time isn't different from one place to the other. They just got dumped somewhere no. randomly on the timeline. Be, be, well, time because time they behaves didn't. differently there is a great scapegoat for a lot of things. Sure, but why? I mean, it wasn't necessary for them to have been gone for they six months. Kinds of shit. The only thing that affected was that the mom was gone long enough for somebody to take over her shit. Yeah, and they could have done that any other fucking way. Yeah. But yeah, I just figure they got dumped somewhere along the timeline in a different place, uh, and it seems like time moves differently, but it's not really what it was. And since they didn't make a rule about it, my headcanon sticks. Sure, because the next time they were in there for almost as long, uh-huh. and it was only eight hours. Yep. Whatever. Uh, so if there were a fourth season. <clears throat> I wouldn't want to see a damn bit of it. No, they're just, no. Uh, somebody wants to take the stick away. I mean, literally, their shit is so small. They're not even neighborhood heroes. They're household heroes. <laughs> their world is so tiny yeah. and narcissistic that I can't possibly come up with a future season subject. Because, like, the bully at school is trying to take away the, the, the cheerleader captain job away from Gert. Or whoever the fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. somebody needs to go back and watch Buffy to learn how to write. If you're going to write for teenagers and you're going to you're gonna write how teenagers think, because I feel like the Buffy teenagers were more our flavor of teenagers. Sure. Like, we weren't idiots. We weren't flying off half-cocked all the fucking time. Uh, certainly not I. Maybe it was just me. But anytime we were ever going to do something I knew was dangerous, I had a plan and an escape route. Like I used to tell the baby soldiers when I was teaching uh, teaching the trainees, mm -hmm. if you're going to go out and do something stupid, be smart about it. Yeah. Have a plan. Well, yeah. Which is completely doable. Yes. You should do it all the time. Because you can't tell people that age not to do something stupid. They're yes. going to do it anyway. Yeah. So have a plan before you start the stupid. Yeah. 
And that way, when you call on the phone and say, hey, I did something stupid and I didn't think about it first, and your wife hangs up on them, <laughs> she can't get blamed for it. All right. So you have to... Uh, tell you a good thing? Tell me the The best. end credits. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Uh, the part where I fell asleep. Uh, oh, you know what? The the one thing in the show that made me giggle and roll my eyes was that somebody, I don't know who, made a clever girl reference at the dinosaur. Which is a thing that dude says in Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. To the raptors. She's not a raptor. That's a common mistake. That clever girl. <clears throat> uh, really. The, the- there was not a whole lot that I... I cared. Alien abduction support group scene was pretty funny. Jesus Christ. That was awful. It was funny. That was no, it wasn't funny. That was awful. There it's like all the it's like church. All the people that were there talking about being uh anally probed were talking about their traumatic experience and they know it's fake. So when a real person comes in and tells them a bunch of shit, it doesn't match their narrative, and they shame him out of there. Yeah. How dare you make fun of us by not saying you were anally probed? There's some kind of uh, kink going on there. Um, This was not a support group. It was a kink group. Um, Looks like the only way men can explain liking having their uh, prostates stimulated or something. I don't fucking know. I do not get that fascination. But that was a horrible scene. That was absolutely terrible. That dude opened himself up. And then he got shut down for it. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. For all of this show's bullshit, your feelings are valid crap. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what was the worst part? Good luck. The the three seasons in one was pretty bad. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, so you really want a whole season where they only tell one story the entire length of the season? No, 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 that's fine. You can do bottle episodes, or you can do a season big bad. But you don't want bottle three or four episodes? But I don't want three big bads over, in one there season. There was overlap. They had Morgan showing up at the beginning. Yeah, yeah I, didn't like, I didn't like it. But I'll, I probably, for me, the worst is when a show has lack of internal consistency. Mm-hmm. And that fucking staff, I've, I've complained about it every season. Yeah. That staff started out as a piece of technology yep. that was created by her mom and would only work because it was connected to their DNA. Yep. And we completely abandoned that as we lean into the magic. Well, they, they started out with, well, her DNA it's close enough to mom's yeah. that it works for her. And now the staff only likes her DNA, which gives it autonomy that it shouldn't have. No, they said, they said. Because it became a part of her when she destroyed the No, 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 before that. Oh. No, before so, that. It was mentioned that now it'll only work for her. Marvel has a very large magic corner. Because mm-hmm. there are corners to, to Marvel, right? There's the regular superheroes, and there's the magic-y superheroes, the supernatural stuff. There's the, the cosmic stuff, the spacey Marvel that happens. Um, there are corners to Marvel, and, and the magic corner of Marvel is a, it's a big deal. 
Um, I don't like most of it. I really don't like the Doctor Strange comics. I'm not looking forward uh, the Ghost Rider comics where it's like deals with the devil and shit. I don't really care for those too much. Um, and honestly, I don't care about most of the monster comic books. Tomb of Dracula is not my favorite. Um, that said... It's funny because that's like the opposite of what I would be into. Don't start me off telling me that this is a piece of technology and then without without even a retcon, yeah. just change your narrative and now it's this ancient talisman that has been around since the beginning of time. Yep. They literally, literally in the middle of a show changed the mythos yes. of an object. Yes. Because this Morgan Le Fay chick shouldn't even be able to use the wand. Nope. She shouldn't want it. She shouldn't have any reason to touch it. Or know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, you know what? I, I fully agree. That's, that is a travesty. Yeah. That is, it's bad storytelling. They yeah. couldn't figure out what they want, what they could not figure out because their world is so small. They couldn't figure out what Morgan wanted to take from them. Yeah. So they made it up. Yeah. That's all it was. They needed another big bad and couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. Which is sad. Which, honestly, if they'd have stretched the alien invasion no, all the way to no 10 episodes, stretching. that would have sucked ass, too. No more stretching. It would have been so bad. Like, because that's been three fucking seasons. Yeah. I mean, shoot him with a fucking gun. How hard is it? You've already killed 17 fucking teenagers. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Are we done? Well, my love. Yeah. Yeah. We have now watched 33 seasons of television. Well, that's better. And where does this land on the seasonal list? Hold on. Right above Legion. Below Blade? Or Legion Season 1? Legion Season 1. Do I agree? Would I rather watch the first season of Legion or the third season of Runaways? I'm not Legion. I would watch all three seasons of this before I'd watch a season of Legend or Legion ever okay. again. Fuck me, that fucking bullshit show. You're adamant and I'm on the fence, so I'll give it to you. Right, because The Gifted had potential. Yes. More potential than this show did. But just know, still, again, that the, makes it the bottom half of this um, list are all fighting for the last place. <laughs> that makes it 26 of 33. Um, as seasons go. Technically, it's night number 19 fighting for last. <laughs> but whatever. <sighs> you say whatever you want. Okay. What are we watching next week? Next week, we are finishing another TV show. Mm. Yay. What TV show are we watching, Jay? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Quit making me have to drag it out of you, man. Season 7. Is this the last season? That's why I said we're finishing. Are we being a smartass today? Yes, we are. Mm. Because it's a day that ends in Y. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean to me. 13 episodes... Fuck me. We'll end Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. 
Oh wait, are we, we're missing Colson and May, aren't we? No, there's uh, Colson has a LMD. So we're missing Colson. Well, we've got Robo Colson. That's not the same. He's gonna have to act differently. A little bit, yeah. Well, he's not uh, gonna get references. Or he's got all his memories. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, they they even filled in the memories that they had, that the the memories he would have formed had he not. That's not possible. I'm not accepting that. Um, but if you'll remember, I think there's some time travel shit going on there too, because I it, it seemed like they went back in time uh, at the end of the last season. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Boy. Um. Agents of Shield has been fairly solid. Even yeah. the even the bad seasons have been watchable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, we have perspective. Yeah. Uh, which is why you can't trust our seasonal list at all. Because perspective is everything here. Yeah. And we are pitting these things against each other. Yes. And not good TV. <laughs> So I don't know if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is good or if it's just good in comparison to the other shit that we've watched. I mean, once you've watched Legion, you can watch anything. I mean, once you've watched Blade the series. Fuck me. I cannot stress enough how much I hate the bottom ten shows yeah. on that list. Oh, yeah. Now, we've slogged through some stuff. I just, I deserve an award. I mean. They do podcast You awards. owe me a dog is what it needs to happen. You already have two. Yes, but I need three. No, you don't. I need one dog for every season that we've done for the podcast. We don't have space in the house for that. The fuck we don't? We have a giant one. 33 dogs? Are you crazy? Not no, not seasons of TV, oh. Jeremiah. Jesus, I said seasons of the podcast. Oh, well, we've had two seasons of the podcast, so you've got two dogs. Yeah, and you want to do a third, don't you? Eventually, no. <laughs> I need, I need a, uh, I need a, uh, uh, oh God, what do I need? I need a basset hound. Actually, we, and I need a yellow lab. This is episode 91. We are coming up on our 100th episode mm-hmm. spectacular. Exactly. Uh, we'll be starting season three in a few weeks. Exactly. Well, in a couple of months. Oh, I need a little puppy. Oh, you little puppy with giant ears. What you need is to go downstairs mm-hmm. and watch season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Then come back up here and talk about it. <laughs> what do you think uh, the next season is going to be about? I Time travel. They're going to be dealing with those chromatons and fixing the time. Oh, I can't wait issues. to hear you say that word wrong a million more times. It drives me bonkers. They're not made out of chrome. <laughs> The time-traveling android things. Seek out which, the root word there. Which Fitzsimmons might be now yeah, that's right. turned into. One of them is. They sacrificed somebody. I just don't know who. Yeah, we've got some 
Yeah, okay. Well, let's uh let's heat up some soup and get going. Okay. Woohoo! And then meet back here for Marvel Movie Night.